Hi, Kirk. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Excellent. All right. You ready to talk some fancy football? Yes, I am. All right. Let's get into it. So this is our final wide receiver rankings show. The last one uh, we'll have before the draft season. Um, after this show, we'll obviously do quarterbacks and tight ends, and that, that'll close it out. So definitely want to make sure you listen to this show in the next two prior to your drafts. Uh, before that, though, you want to talk some – some news. Yes, go ahead. Shoot. All right. So, well, let's talk. I mean, I know you want to talk about the Browns news first. So let's talk about that. Uh, Des Bryant has uh, visited Cleveland, did not sign, and still up in the air on whether that's going to happen. Uh, the reports I read said not likely, or the Browns are saying not likely. But what do you think? Uh, uh, the most important part of that is that Josh Gordon has rejoined the team. He is, uh, I think, on a non-football injury status, but he uh, it, they're anticipating him coming back and being ready for week one. So that's probably coincides with the fact that Des Bryant's not going to be there. All right. Um, we have uh, We have any other takers for Des Bryant? What do you think? I, I think him going back to Dallas is still highly likely. I don't care what the the. Uh, the I don't think that. I, I think that makes the most sense. I don't think it's likely. I, I think that that bridge may be burned. Well, uh, uh, Jerry Jones is the one that signs the checks, not the other players. So I think if he wants him back, he's going to have him back. Okay. Um, in other news, another. Uh, Oldie but goodie, Adrian Peterson visited the Washington Redskins today, uh, or he is going to visit them. Also, Jamal Charles and I think Orleans Darkwire are also visiting them. So, you know, they lost Darius Geis this year. Samaje Pirine has uh, sprained his ankle during uh, during the preseason game, so he may miss some time. So, obviously, they, they're not putting all their trust in Rob Kelly. If, if Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles sign there, would you – consider drafting them drafting them no okay i would have to we would uh, it would have to be a, a, a last pick of the draft you wouldn't you wouldn't do it what's that it, it, last, last pick of the draft probably probably the la- it would have to be the last pick of the draft and there there couldn't be anybody else that stands out to me yeah okay i can't i can't imagine we're going to see anything different from adrian peterson other than what we saw last year which wasn't 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 much other than one game. All right. What else? Anything else you want to talk about news wise? Would you draft him? Would I draft Adrian Peterson? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. It would help if he made the team first, and then we would have to take it from there. What about in the dynasty? Would you t- would you take him there? <laughs> Uh, I well, I would because I mean, if I have eight running backs on my team and I thought he would be a starter, then yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so long term solution. Long-term. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have him than Jalen Richard. Right. So. Right. But uh, yeah, it should be should be interesting. Um, all right, you ready to talk some receivers or anything yeah. else? Anything else you want to talk about before we get into it? No, let's do it. Okay. So, all right. So, remember, we did the, the, our initial rankings back in April. Uh, ours, you know, they were pretty similar for receivers. There is some, some differences in, in, 
in this show. I, I know you sent me yours. I have not talked to you about my rankings. Um, I do have some some major changes, and I see that you've you've had a couple individuals who have moved quite a bit too. So let's get yeah. right into it. Uh, there's no movement for the number one guy. We both had him number one last time. We both have him number one now, and that's Antonio Brown. Do we need to talk about him anymore? He's fantastic. All right. <laughs> Good. Well, actually, let, let's talk about him. Okay. All right. So Bell, you know, or Gurley, Bell, David Johnson, maybe Ezekiel Elliott go off the board. Would you consider Brown at number five in a draft? PPR. Yeah, yeah, I, I would absolutely consider him. Yeah, um, yeah, he he's he's the most important player on that team, and he's going to continue to get a ton of targets. What did he have last year? He had a hundred and sixty-two targets. That's quite a bit. That's worth consideration, especially if you if you ever feel like going, you know, wide receiver first. He's definitely the guy to go. Yeah, he had one sixty-two. I mean, one sixty-three last year, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's going to get his and, and remember he missed, he missed two games last year. So he would have led the league in targets if, if he would have played 16. Oh, right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's so tough. Um, because obviously he is, I think he's better. He's more consistent. He's going to score more points than some of those other first round running backs, but man, you just have to play the game of what running backs do you think you would have if you don't pick any till the second, third round and, that may be tough, but um, that's really the only discussion when it comes with Antonio Brown is where in the first round are you going to take him? Yeah, and then once you get to week uh, 11 last year, it, he rattles off uh, enough points for two running backs. So, yeah, right. Yeah, kind of solves the problem there. Yeah. All right, so we have a tie here at number two. Uh, first is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Kirk, you have him at number two. I have him at number three. Uh, what else can you say? I mean, he, he kind of overcame all the quarterback issues last year. Um, he was great, obviously, when when uh, Watson was in there. But even outside of that, he still just shined every every week, it seemed like. Uh, he was the – I think number. I think he had more points than Antonio Brown, even though Brown didn't play as many games. I mean, he was just, he was just a locked and loaded stud, it seemed like, every week. Scored 13 touchdowns. What more can you ask for? Yeah, to start off the season, he his target totals are 16, 13, 8, 12, and 12. I mean, that's what you want. You want him to be thrown to early and often. So, um, yeah, he, he he's, a, he's a step below Hopkins, and I think it's because his quarterback isn't uh, – or he's a step below uh, Brown, but I think it's because of his quarterback situation. If, if Watson's there and is as good as – he was last year lord he may be just as good as antonio brown all right so uh if you flip-flop those rankings uh my number two guy and your number three guy is odell beckham uh i gave odell the the edge over deandre because i think he just he is just a little bit more talented and also you know when beckham plays he he is uh he's he's a stud he kind of reminds me of Zeke where he's just consistent he does it every year last three years points per game he's been three even though that was only four games last year and then six in 2016 and third in 2015 uh I think Eli you know Eli's gonna lock on to him I think it's good uh they have good rapport but the thing I like about Odell this year is how many other weapons they have on that offense especially with Barkley Ingram Sterling Shepard 
uh, teams won't be able to de- uh, double team him as much. And I think the Giants are actually going to be a good team this year. I, I agree with that. And, and you know, it's it will be kind of interesting to see him in, in the number of targets he gets in a full season if he gets to play. I mean, at least uh, in a 13 or 14 game, if they're good and they make the playoffs, you know, and they pull him out. But I'd like to see him in a full season of full health and see what kind of targets he gets because, yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, – just go back to 2016. Nine targets. Who who drafted yeah. him? Who drafted him when? Back then, when he was really good. For for what league? For for the PCS league. Did we did did we get him? Uh, well, was that two years ago or was that three years ago? I can't remember. I know. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> well, I know he was, I think it was good when we had him. I th- yeah, I think it was three years ago, and he had a you know 158 targets on 15 games oh. that year, 1400 yards, you know 13 touchdowns. I mean that that's what he averages when he plays 16 games is over 1400 yards, you know 100 catches. So he's he's locked and loaded. Perfect. All right, number four, and we both have him ranked at number four is Julio Julio Jones, uh, for Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan's going to lock on to him. He got a lot of red zone targets last year. They just didn't translate into touchdowns. If he gets those that many targets this year, you have to expect the, the touchdowns to go up. I think he only yeah, he only had three touchdowns last year, but he had fourteen hundred and forty four yards. That obviously is gonna go up. hundred and forty eight targets. You gotta expect more than three touchdowns. Um so you know, if he scores eight touchdowns, he's he's a top three or four guy last year, which he ended up the seventh overall receiver. So I like Julio a lot this year. Obviously I went out and gave up a lot to trade for him, gave up Zach Ertz and some other receivers uh, for our keeper league. So I'm banking on him being a top four guy. I a hundred percent agree. I think this is, this is good. I think four may be a little low for him and how he finishes, but uh, that's just because of last year. I feel like this is going to be an excellent year for him. All right. Perfect. Uh, Moving on, you and I are, are just continuing to be in lockstep here. We both have this guy at number five. Our consensus number five is Keenan Allen. Again, he's got a quarterback who will lock on to him. He had as many targets last year as the other three wide receivers combined. Uh, I do think that will change this year. Tyrell Williams is looking great, and Mike Williams, uh, their young receiver who was a first-round pick last year, looks very good. Mike Williams, though, they're looking at maybe – filling in for the loss of Hunter Henry. But either way, yeah, I think San Diego learned second half of last year, you feed Keenan Allen the ball and good things are going to happen. I love Keenan Allen. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm so glad you, you traded him to me. Uh, yeah. And it, he, I think that this, what you sold me on was he was on pace for like 160 catches because of his one game because he had six <laughs> catches in the first quarter or something like that before yeah. his, his season went away. Uh, that's two years uh, ago. Yeah, I think I, that stuck with me. Yeah, well, last year he had 102 catches, almost 1,400 yards, six touchdowns. He was fourth points per game, but really third because Odell Beckham beat him out. So if you take out Odell Beckham in his four games, he, he was the third best receiver last year. And, uh, and actually by quite a bit. So, yeah, he's – He's great, and and he he actually got off to a very bad start last year, or or mediocre at best. 
and then just really turned it on to elite status the, the second half of the season. Ditto. All right. Uh, our consensus number six receiver. I have him at number seven. Kirk, you have him at number six. And this is Michael Thomas. So two years in a league. He's been great both years. Uh, we had him in our auction league last year. And at times it did not feel great. And I think end of season, you look at him and he had a, you know 104 catches, 1,245 yards, five touchdowns. But it didn't really feel like that because he just – he seemed to get 16, 17 points maybe every week or maybe more like 13 or 14, and then he'd have a touchdown week with 20. But it, it, it was slow and steady. He didn't have any weeks that just won the game for you. Um, but he's about as consistent as they come. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he had one double-digit catch day. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, he, he, he only had a touchdown in each game. It was never – nothing Nothing was over the top. And, I mean, you think about it, Julio Jones had a 253-yard game. Well, you know, yeah. that, that, that's part of the reason why he was so good. But uh, Michael Thomas. Well, he, yeah. he, is, he is actually, he's the anti-Julio Jones. Julio Jones last year had, you know, four games where he blew up, where Tom, Michael Thomas was just consistently, right. you know, a, a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't overwhelming, but it, it was still good. You could count on him. Yeah, let's see. He had he had a bad he had a bad week. Um, where he had three catches for eleven yards, and that you know that kind of yeah. He had eleven weeks though, where he was either a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two, and then what you know two two of the other weeks where he was a wide receiver three. So you know he didn't he didn't you know he had three three bad games where if you look you know at Julio Jones Julio Jones only had only had five weeks to where he was a wide receiver one or two. Uh, that That is how Julio Jones can kill you. Um, you know, and he had many more bad weeks where he was not even a wide receiver three. So that's the difference in the two. But like I said, when Julio has those big games, he's the wide receiver one or two for the week, and he just blows up. So um, a lot of that just depends on what you want, you know, did you get, uh, you know, these guys are going to be going second round probably. So did you get a, you know, if you got Melvin Gordon, a slow, a nice and steady running back, maybe you go after Julio Jones. Um, Cause Michael Thomas is kind of the Melvin Gordon of running backs, right? I mean, he's just consistent. I think this year, this year he, he should be on the uptick um, with the way they, they built their team. Um, he's still the most important piece in the receiving core. So, I, I I think he's going to be. I mean, especially with uh, the running game yeah. being so important and so valuable, I think he he may get more more good looks, uh, more good coverages because of uh, the way their team is built. Okay. Hey. Uh, so, moving on. The oh, next guy. Way, we did Go draft ahead. Odell Beckham when he had his hundred catch, thirteen hundred yards in two thousand sixteen. That's we did draft him. I had to look that up, so I apologize. Well, he he has that every year, so. All right. Uh, okay, so the next receiver, our consensus number seven, is a guy I have at number six. So I have him above Michael Thomas. Kirk, you have him at number eight. 
uh, this is the guy I want in our auction league. In a standard league, this is who I want, Devontae Adams. Um, and I'll tell you why. He He's already been a wide receiver number one the last two years in points per game. He was the number nine last year, the number 10 the year before. Last year, he did it without him. The year before, he did it while Jordy Nelson was in town, and Jordy three receiver that year. So Aaron Rodgers played 16 games. Devontae Adams is going to be an absolute stud. He's going to he's gonna have double-digit touchdowns, and if you've seen him at all this preseason, he looks fantastic. It's not short, you know, stuff. He's, he's actually he's beating guys down the field. I think he looks very good. Um, yes. Yeah. He's starting to grow. He's, he's growing on me um, yeah. very quickly. Um, and I think I, obviously it's much, much easier to see uh, how good he can be with Aaron Rodgers because he did last year was good, but I think even the year before it, it was kind of surprising how, how good he was in, in spots. So yeah, it's so the, the way he hundred done, catch the, game once uh, or hundred yard game once last year. So, yeah, the the way he does it is through touchdowns. I mean, yeah, that that's that's how he he gets those top weeks. But I think that changes this year. I think he's going to get volume and the touchdowns. Uh, he's going to get his first thousand yard season. He is a guy, like I said, especially in those standard leagues. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, consensus number eight. I have him at number eight. Kirk, you have him at number seven. So you have him above Devontae Adams. Is AJ Green? Uh, I think A.J. Green is going to have a, a bounce-back year. Uh, last year seemed to be a little bit down for him. Um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> as as down year as a down year can be for him, I, he was still uh, – <laughs> 75 catches, 1,000 yards. Yeah, he, he was – he still almost had 11 – yeah, 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, he was he was very good. Kirk, he's the most expensive player on your keeper team, so no. I guess what's that? I said I know, I know. Oh, yeah. So, so I don't know how you felt about it when you had three cheaper receivers, you know, two better, uh, two two of which outperformed him, one of which did not. But um, AJ Green, like I said, I, I think he'll, I think he'll be much better this year. I, I think, I think I, I'm, I'm starting to get some more confidence. I saw him in a couple games or some a couple. Of- uh, spots in preseason, he still looks good. Uh, I Andy Dalton's not dumb enough to avoid him. I, just just throw him the ball, and, and quite frankly, I don't care if he forces him the ball fifty times uh, uh, too many. Just just start throwing him the ball. Yeah, you know the funny thing is is if if AJ Green has a what was that a seventy or eighty yard touchdown against the Steelers that was not called back on a on a bull crap penalty, right? You add a catch, eighty yards, and a touchdown. That may catapult him into being, you know, I mean, shoot, that's almost thirteen hundred yards, or you know, twelve hundred and fifty yards, and that's nine touchdowns. That's a great fantasy season. So uh, and playoffs for me, and playoffs for you, and potential, and it would have knocked uh, the champs out of the playoffs. So exactly, they made it. They'd have been uh, thumbs. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Hey, this this next one is very interesting because uh, there's so many question marks here. Number nine consensus pick is T.Y. Hilton. I have him at nine. Kirk, you have him at ten. Uh, I mean, we are just remembering two years ago when we had T.Y. Hilton. 
on, on our auction league team and he led the league in receiving yards. And that was when Andrew Luck was healthy and played 16 games. So it all relies on Andrew Luck. And Kirk, you said you, you believe Andrew Luck, he's, he's one of your, one of your bad values this year. Or yeah, I don't know if a dud is too strong of a word, but um, you know, last year without Luck, he still almost had a thousand yards, but that again, that was very, Julio Jones ish. Oh my gosh! It was... He had three or four good games, and that was it. Yeah, uh, he he he, you know, he lost he he lost a lot of games for you. Uh, you, you those are the most frustrating players to where they have a huge week, so you feel like you have to start them, but then they just let you down every week. Uh, if Andrew Luck plays, he's going to be consistent. Ryan Grant is not a starting wide receiver, and that's their number two option. You know, they lost their tight end. So I, I think he's just going to be – he has the upside to be a top five guy. Um, but also he could fall into that low-end wide receiver number two category. If yeah. Is- I think I think, I think think keeping those – there was, was it one, two, three, four games to where he went over 100 yards. And I would say keep – he's probably going to be a four-game 100-yard receiver. It was just the – 15 and then the 23 and then the 15 to where it was just like you know did you forget who he was yes he's still just again force him the ball you're you're a backup quarterback you just force him the ball so so play the you know he had five games last year to where he was either a wide receiver one or two which not bad but when he was not a wide receiver one or two uh, this is how we finished 57, 48, 73, 76, 63, 61, 76, 88, 81, 45, and 81. And he was, and he was targeted double digits once. Yeah. Well, again, that's, yeah, Jacoby Brissett. But, oh, Jesus. That's... yeah. So, um, but, you know, so this is, that's 100% a hopeful pick. That he returns a form, no reason to think he won't. Right, he's he's pretty. I think he had a shoulder injury um, recently. I don't know if it was. Uh, um, I may have just been a minor one that I just saw. Yeah. Anything it didn't seem to keep him out of anything. Okay, consensus number ten, Mike Evans. Uh, neither of them, ha- neither of us have him that high. We both have him at number eleven. Uh, Kirk, when we first did these rankings back in April, you had him at number eight. So I don't know. Are you just getting sour on him, or do you, is it just a case that you like other players better? Well, yeah, I do like other players better, but he's 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 losing his quarterback for a little bit, and and you know, I'm I'm the more I look at their situation in Tampa, I'm I'm just not that excited. Um, I mean, even, you know, again, last year, a down year, 71 catches, barely a 1,000 yards and five TDs. That's not bad. It's just not where he should be. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, – I'm really scared that he may be that player this year because of his team setup. But So, so let's talk about this real quick. So, currently, he's being drafted as the ninth receiver – he is going into the twelfth pick of the second round, and you actually picked him to be to be a bad value, right? He was your, I think he was your dud pick. Yeah. So, and you have him at eleven, but you're saying that he could potentially be be much worse than that. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think his talent is is perfectly fine. I just I'm just worried about who's getting him the ball. He doesn't do that well with bad quarterback play. I mean, if if you think about it this way, he had double digit targets again, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times last year, and he really didn't do that well. So and I'm not blaming that on him. I mean, I'm, I think that has had to do with just the poor quarterback play. Cause he's what? Six, five, six, six. I mean, yeah. he has, he, 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 he's able to catch everything. So I don't really think that's a, his, he doesn't have a lot of drops. So I don't think that's a, his problem. I think that's a them problem. Okay. All right. So this next guy does not drop the ball a lot. Our consents. Oh, we have a tie here for number 11. What do you think about Mike Evans? What's your thoughts? Um, no, I, I'm with you. He, he, you know, he was such a disappointment last year. I drafted him for a team, and you know, he, I mean, he was going in the top three of receivers last year. He was going ahead of Julio in drafts, and and he was a huge letdown. Um, I don't trust that situation at all. You look, look at, so here's what I look at. Uh, look at all all the receivers we've already mentioned, and. and I guess with the exception of A.J. Green, they all have great quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans does not. Um, and I, I guess we're kind of getting in that realm now for, for these receivers. But, yeah, it's just it, – yeah, if, if he was on a different team or in a different situation, I mean, he's, he's a top-five talent. I think he's he, – you know, Mike Evans is more talented than Devontae Adams. Pro, you know, probably more talented than Michael Thomas, you know, but – his situation just doesn't warrant him being a top 10 guy. Right. Uh, 12th pick of the second round. He will not be on any of my teams. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's um, Yeah. All right. So consensus number 11, we have two players here. The first uh, is Larry Fitzgerald. I have him at number 10. Again, this is PPR rankings. Kirk, you have him at 13. Uh, last time we did this in April, you did not have him ranked at all. So, and he was actually, uh, he was actually one of your studs that you are now banking on. So, he, you know, that's two picks in a row to where it shows that your, your bets for the year are kind of showing then your rankings here. So something is making you rise on, on Larry Fitzgerald. What is that? I think it's the confidence in both quarterbacks, um, on that Cardinals team. Uh, Sam Bradford looks good. And even Josh Rosen looks pretty good. Uh, and Christian Kirk is looking pretty good as the clear-cut number two. Uh, all this, all that stuff may take something away from Fitzgerald, but I think it actually just makes him that much better being able to not be the focal point of the defense. Um, I think he's going to have another solid year. I don't think he will get into his 100-catch season but i think um i think he's still going to be a very 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 good player um especially with you know again david johnson coming back all that helps him he can he can get a little more relaxed on the coverage and and probably get open more and be a red zone target maybe he can get double digit tds yeah so so last three years he's had over 100 catches and over 1100 yards uh that's as consistent as they come he uh yeah, I mean, he's been great. I, you know, I, I don't disagree that there may be a little bit of a drop off there, but he's, I, I think he's definitely a 90 plus reception, a thousand yard yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and he's 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 going to be consistent. Although the, the you know you can blame this on the quarterback play, but he was considerably better at home than he was on the road. Um, not that he wasn't startable on the road, but there was just a huge huge difference there. So something to something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. All right, the other receiver we have tied at uh, consensus number eleven is Adam Thielen. I have him at number 14. Kirk, you have him at number nine. Uh, he is a, he's just a PPR monster. Um, you know, I, I love everything about this player uh, except for, and, and again, this, this may be on my part a, an overreaction uh, to preseason football, which I hate doing. But remember, when we first talked about this, the him and, and uh, Stefan Diggs in, in April, I said, you know, there is some risk with Adam Thielen because don't be surprised if new quarterback in town, new offensive coordinator, don't be surprised if Stefan Diggs becomes the number one guy. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, Stefan Diggs is just as, or maybe even more talented than Adam Thielen. You know, his issue is just, he, he can't stay on the field where Adam Thielen does. So, you know, obviously if Stefan Diggs becomes a number one receiver, Adam Thielen is not going to be a fantasy number one receiver. So, Something to monitor. That that's why I have him a little bit lower. The first preseason game, you know, Kirk Cousins looked great, but he did he was, you know, three straight passes to Stefan Diggs. They seem to have a great connection there. So just something to be aware of. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree with you know, the 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 give and take with those two. Um I think the most consistent player is Thielen and I think he's gonna constantly be getting looks and if Diggs has a good game or is, or has a couple big big uh, 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 catches, maybe that'll you know put more attention to him and maybe take some pressure off of Thielen. But I think Thielen's going to be very consistent. Hopefully, I feel like he's a five catch a game guy, um, no matter what. So that that, that is something to, to to count on, which is important yeah. for fantasy football. So yeah, I have um, I actually have. Diggs at 13 and Adam Thielen at 14. So I have Diggs ahead of Thielen right now in drafts and 12 team PPR drafts. Diggs is going as the 11th receiver and Thielen as the 12th. So both of them are going early to mid third round. So it's kind of interesting. Obviously I I don't think both of them can finish right there. Uh, That would be pretty tough to do for two receivers on the same team, but we'll see. Yeah, and there's there, there's there's you know Diggs had one game over a hundred yards last year, so I, I would I would think that's got to improve based on the the chemistry with him and Kirk Cousins, but you know count on Thielen to be available all the time. All right, so looking at uh, moving on to our consensus number thirteen, we have another tie here. First player to talk about is the one that I picked for. For my fantasy stud, that's Demarius Thomas. Uh, I actually have him lower than you, Kirk. I have him at uh, 16. You have him at 14. Um, I just think that the quarterback play there what is number so are much. We on? Uh, he's consensus 13. Oh, I thought I thought you had Doug Baldwin as the 13th. Oh, I have both of those two. They're they're tied. Okay. Demarius Thomas, all right. Go ahead. Demarius Thomas and Doug Baldwin are tied. I apologize. That's all right. So. Uh, uh, Demaris Thomas, um, 
like I said, I, I just I love the quarterback play there. I, I believe in Case Keenum. Uh, I, I think he's he's played well with, I mean, historically bad quarterbacks. Uh, he's still been, you know, 83 catches, almost 1,000 yards, 90 catches over 1,000 yards with, with Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler yeah. at the helm. So Case Keenum there, he's going to be just fine. I'd look to, for him to, you know, flirt with 100 catches and, and 1,200 yards. Well, I, I tell you, it's hard to argue with 140 targets last year being on a on a crummy team. Um, so I I think that that should be all of that again this year, but with a good quarterback. Yeah. So yeah, six, six straight years of 140 plus targets. Jesus. All right, uh, Doug Baldwin tied with them. We both have Doug Baldwin as our consensus 15, or excuse me, we, uh, individual ranks. We both have him at 15. He's our consensus 13. He's got the number one fantasy quarterback in, in, in Russell Wilson last year. Uh, Russell Wilson has been slinging it in preseason this year uh, w- without Doug Baldwin there. The main reason, so he was number 10 for you, Kirk, when we did this in April, 14 for me. Uh, he has a lot of risk right now because he is injured. Um, he's, he's not working out for the rest of the preseason, so he may even miss some some regular season time so that obviously would drop him a lot but if he isn't in there look for him to be i mean he is the guy he is it in seattle yeah i i i really i really like him normally he you you can draft him you know much later uh i think that's kind of going away i think he's he's right in the mix with everybody um I still think his name kind of, you know, <clears throat> confuses people and they don't want to bank on him, but yeah. he just always brings it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, luckily he has been slipping a little bit since he's been injured. So, but right now he's going as in the seventh pick of the third round. So, so as a 13th receiver, so it's not like you're getting a discount on him right. because of the injury. So, all right. Well, that is all the ones where we, where we both uh, had the players ranked in our top 15. But I want to talk about a couple more here because uh, there's some where, uh, you know, I already talked about Stephon Diggs, who I had as 13. Kirk, you didn't have him ranked. Yeah. These next two players, though, we both had as our number 12s where the other person did not rank them. Uh, we'll start with yours. You had Tyreek Hill as your number 12, which you did not have him ranked last time. Uh, I don't have him ranked at all. Um I'm nervous with Sammy Watkins being there. With uh, Patrick Mahomes, I'm I'm nervous about him. You know his accuracy issues are are, are going to be a problem for Hill. But um, you see, he's very small, Kirk. So that that is not <laughs> ideal for a quarterback with accuracy issues. Well, I think the use of him is going to be um, uh, just getting him the ball. Uh, oh. Not, not, not necessarily down the field. I think it's going to be more short. He's going to be towards the line of scrimmage more. Um, so I think he's going to. I think his his targets will go up. Um, his yards per catch and everything will go down um, because you know Watkins. I think is a better target, like you said, for an inaccurate quarterback because he's a bigger target. But I, I think Terry Kill will not lose a whole lot of targets. If anything, I think he may gain some. So. That's well, I mean, but but you know, if 
yeah, I mean, he, he would need to if he's going to be that that good because last year, I mean, he he was efficient. That's his thing. He only right. had 105 targets. Um, you know, he's only a 75-catch guy, but it's that. And this is his third year, so I think there's, there's I think there's going to be a little – there's just – there's a little bit more maturity with him. I think he's going to have to um, – they're going to have to utilize him more as a as a complete wide receiver because, uh, you know, just get – they need to get the ball in his hands quicker um, to be more – so he can be more explosive with the ball. That's just a guess. All right. I disagree. Yeah. I, I'm Yeah, I'm cooling on him a bit. Um, like I said, it's just – I just don't know if you can bank on them. All right. So any guesses on who my number 12 receiver is? Uh, this is a player uh, I've been, who's been skyrocketing in my rankings. And I, I have to address, I, I mentioned him in one of our other shows, uh, one of our prediction shows, but uh, I have to kind of, I'm doing a 180 from what I originally said. Well, it's, uh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be uh, JL. Jarvis Landry. Gotta be. It, it is. He's 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 oh, the only thing he's done since they started playing football in Cleveland ha- has looked good. That's all he's done. He's just looked really good. Well, <clears throat> and so yes. has Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's looked good. Jarvis Landry has looked great. Uh, I had you know remember when I had our dud show? I said, look, I said. I had Landry and Gordon in there, and I all my whole point was both these guys are in the top twenty-four. Cleveland cannot sustain two top twenty-four receivers. I still believe that to be true. Right. So, so I have soured a lot on Gordon. Obviously, with him not being there, uh, I, I think Landry is he is the number one, and I, I don't think that's a question anymore. Um, I, I equate this to. Jarvis Land- Todd Haley is going to make Jarvis Landry, Antonio Brown, and Josh Gordon is Martavis Bryant. Right. Uh, that, that's and I think the targets will bear that out. Um, you know, it's just that you know, like I said, I've never had a player. I think when we first did these ranks, I think I had Landry somewhere in the mid thirties because he, I just viewed him as a PPR guy. But the fact that they're playing him outside which he didn't do in Miami. The fact that, you know, Josh Gordon situation, Tyrod Taylor looking good. Even if Baker Mayfield is becomes a starter in week nine, I still feel good about Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Yeah. Baker, Baker looks competent enough to, to just, you know, continue that flow. And I think Jarvis Landry is just that good at getting open and being available. So um, maybe he's, there's something to him complaining about the the quote-unquote route tree that he was given in Miami um it, it seems that he looks he looks to be a better receiver than that he was in Miami yeah. but well look he he was he was fifth or he was tied for six in points per game last year in PPR I don't expect that again because he did that on 161 targets I don't think he'll reach that that many um you know maybe 140 is realistic um, so that, that is where they're, you know, I think his, his upside is limited a, a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I just, uh, T- Ryan Tannehill never really did anything special. And the more I think about it, why, why wouldn't Tyrod Taylor be able to get the ball to him 130 plus times? I mean, what, what's preventing him from doing the similar style of, 
uh, well, of because that. you know the thing with Tyrod Taylor is he throws for around three thousand yards, and that's because he, you know, instead of checking down to his slot guy, which may be Landry, he'll tuck it and run for eight yards. And, that's and what that's and what thing. has and what has uh, uh, Ryan Tannenhill done in previous years? He 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 doesn't throw for very many yards. He's never thrown for very many yards. Well, he throws for more than than Tyrod Taylor does. Um, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, let's see. 2016, obviously Tannehill didn't play last year. Uh, 2016, yeah. You're, uh, well, in 13 games, he had 3,000 yards. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a Tyrod Taylor 16-game season. Let's see what he did in 2015. Uh, Tannehill, 4,200 yards. So, you know, he has a history of yeah. uh, Tannehill. And then he also had 4,000 yards in 2014. So he's got two 4,000-yard seasons. Um, again, I, I, I don't disagree that, he, you know, he's not he's not uh, Drew Brees back there. But um, Yeah, and those are 580-plus those are pass attempts. I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. Um, and, and that's my whole point is, is Tyra, that's, that's not – Tyrod, you may be right. Yeah, you may be right. So, but Todd—he's never had a coordinator like Todd Haley before. Nobody, nobody has. No, other than the teams who have had him as a coordinator. Uh, hey, we're gonna do a bold prediction show, and just let me tell you, Todd Haley will be mentioned in there. <laughs> he may be part of my bold prediction. <laughs> It will probably be the same bold prediction. That's right. So, all right, man. Well, hey, good show. Um, yeah, stay tuned. We still got to knock out uh, tight ends and, and quarterbacks in our in our next episodes, and you're not going to want to miss those. You got anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, that's all for the Fancy Boys. We're signing off. I'm fading out.